Yo, yo, check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. And today we are joined by Nick Curtin, who is the portfolio manager uh, for Ford. Joining us on the line, Nick, welcome to Good Hope FM. Uh, good morning, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks for the thanks for the invite. So, uh, yeah, we're we're so happy that you can make time for us. We understand uh, that you're very very busy. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do at Ford? Yeah, just a correction. I'm not actually a, a, the portfolio manager. I, I hit the, um, the investor relations side oh, of, of the business. That's, it's, lovely. Um, I'm the guy who talks to our investors and and the advisors and consultants out there to try and explain what it is that that, that we do and, and, and how we do it. So I, I sit very close to the portfolio managers. But, Fabulous. Yeah, my, my job is more communication than, than managing money. So you're definitely going to be talking to us about managing money today, which is really wonderful. Uh, Nick, today we're talking about investing in sustainability. I know that 2020 and COVID-19 and the, p- the pandemic kind of initiated a, a great awakening for climate change issues uh, amidst a very renewed focus on the green agenda by global governments. And uh, also now there's a renewed kind of global commitment to the environment that's uh, ignited much investment chatter. Can you contextualize that for us? Um, where exactly are we right now with regards in with regards to investing in sustainability? Yeah, it, it, it's been a really interesting time. I just wanted to share with you, maybe a, a, my, my wife's um, sense of humor this morning. I, I told her I was doing an interview on, on the radio about cleaning tech, and she, she asked me if, that's, if it's going to be a talk about vacuum cleaners, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which it certainly isn't. Um, but I, I guess there's a kind of link that vacuum cleaners get their path in some way. So, yeah, I, I think I think interestingly what happened last year in the whole the whole lockdown is it was a, a fairly sort of unique experiment where, where you know basically economies were uh, were switched off almost you know by, by the flick of a switch, um, and yeah. quite quickly people were, were were able to see um, in, in quite a stark way you know sort of pollution, air pollution, and you'll remember a lot of the visuals, some of the air pollution in, in big Chinese cities mm. sort of disappearing in a matter of weeks. Um, yeah. You know the water in the Venice Canal suddenly were. We're sparkling clear, and you, sure. could, you could see the, the sea lines. So there were various kind of anecdotes, I think, which made people sit back and, and kind of realise, mm. um, you know, how much how much we we, we do pollute the planet. Um, and it really goes back to the Paris Agreement, which is signed in 2015. I think it was around 195 countries, um, you know, recognising that the, the science is, is is very compelling. That um, you know, with these consistent increases in, in greenhouse gas emissions, um, you know, in, in the industrial sort of era. Uh, you know the planet's been been getting steadily steadily warmer over the last number of decades, and, and the recognition that if we don't do something about that, it's it's, it's going to lead to a very significant climate change risk, uh, and some of which we kind of we kind of feeling already. So there is, I think, a bit of better, better than acceleration that happened through the, the whole COVID issue last year, and, and and you know with all the stimulus spending that governments came out with in terms of plans, you know a lot of that's been directed at. Decolonizing the economy, so to speak, so relying less on on, on on fossil fuels like burning coal, etc., uh, and, and more on on you know with the so-called sort of cleaner uh, cleaner energy sources and, and, and cleaner technologies to you know to, to drive the economy. 
And I, I love that you said that we, we, we all saw the difference, you know, that the pandemic and the lockdown where we were all forced to stay at home. We saw the planet almost healing. You know, we saw uh, bluer skies, cleaner oceans, uh, more animals coming out from their hiding places. Um, life and Mother Nature kind of like just, you know, had a time to, to re-energize again. And a lot of us want to, we want to keep that. We want to kind of like, you know, just, just continue to sustain and tread lightly on the earth but also invest in more opportunities to do so. So how can I and the regular man on the street invest in clean technology? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. I think it's, it's one of the, at the top of, um, you know, most people's minds. Uh, you know, as with, as with most sort of advancements in terms of society and, and, and humanity, it's, technology has kind of been the, been the great enabler. So, you know, the example you used around the, the sort of planet healing, I think people who sat around and thought, well, there's got to be a smarter way yeah. to do this. And in the old days, it was always a trade-off between, um, you know, I, I want a cheap I want a cheap electricity bill, yeah. um, or if I want to do something that's more sustainable and, and, and sort of environmentally friendly, it's going to cost me three, four times as much. Mm. And with the evolving technologies that have come through, that, that equation has, has changed quite, quite radically and, and to the point where, uh, the world can now, at a sort of significant scale, start to start to make that transition to um, uh, a, a way to to sort of power the, the global economy in, a, in, a, in an environmentally friendly way. So um, it's become much more possible and, and sort of economically viable to go there. And, and clearly, the social and political pressures are are massive. I, I think, from an investing point of view, we're certainly not um, throwing out a tip that people must go and uh, you know yeah. throw money at. Sort of clean tech sector funds or ETFs or any particular names. I think the context we look at it is, you know, long-term investment portfolios, yeah. long-term savings. We, we manage mostly retirement fund money. Um, you know, you really want a lot of diversification. You, you don't mm-hmm. want to sort of back only one horse, but clearly, it's one of the key themes, long-term themes, where where we think there is potential for, uh, you know, for better than average type returns and and, and sort of lower than average risk. Mm-hmm. It's really the sort of mantra that that, that we try and live by. Um, so I think it manifests in a couple of ways, I and mean, obviously there's, there's parts of the world where there's, you know, as I said earlier, there's massive spend that's coming through. You see in Europe um, the commitments that they've made to be sort of uh, zero emissions, net zero emissions by 2050 is going to require something in the order of four trillion euros sure. of, of capital expenditure. So uh, you know, tr- a trillion is a sort of words that roll off the t- roll off the tongue, but just to remind mm-hmm. the, the listeners that a, a trillion is 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 a one with, with 12 zeros on it. So <laughs> it's a million million, and that's, and that's yeah. zero. So, you know, in land terms, it's, it's kind a of lot. a chart. It's, it's, it's a yeah. mind, they're mind-boggling numbers. Um, and a big chunk of that goes to the renewables themselves, so things like solar solar power plants, um, you know, wind farms, um, you know, just where they actually generate power from, from what nature already gives us. Mm. But, of course, a big chunk of that also has to go to the transmission networks, which is, is how we get... The power from those plants, um, you know, to 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 where it's being used. So, yeah. you think a, a bit of electrification of of, of the world, and it's going it's going to require uh, much more capacity because if you imagine, you know, internal combustion engine cars are rapidly becoming electric vehicles, um, it, it's it's adding a lot in terms of demand to, uh, you know, to poor electricity supply to to charge batteries, etc. So. So it's both, it's both, um, you know, transforming what that transmission network looks like, making it a lot smarter. Um, things like two-way energy. So, um, you know, in times of the demand is low, people will be able to feed um, energy that they might be generating with solar panels on their roof, for example, back, you know, back into the grid um, for use elsewhere. So I think, I think it's, it's almost on, on across across all 
all sides is a, a requirement for, for massive investment. The, the, the problem from an investment point of view is, um, you know, investing, you, you want to buy a really good long-term asset, but, um, you know, you don't want to pay too much for it because clearly that's going to affect uh, the return you make out of it over time. If I overpay for something today, um, you know, the, the math is quite simple that I'm, my return on that is probably going to be lower than, 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 than if I paid less for it now. So you always want to, you always want to try and find something you can buy cheaply that, that's going to give you nice um, earnings or income streams yeah. into the future. Um, and one of the problems is because it's been such a popular theme and, and, and so sort of socialised, um, is that a lot of the companies in this space that you, you can invest in have, have become extremely expensive. So, mm. you know, without getting technical, it's, um, uh, you know, especially in the renewables, it's the obvious place to go is, well, let's go and invest in a in a solar power company or a, or a wind farm company, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and that's really where the valuations have been pushed to very high levels and, and, and we really think quite, quite kind of risky to go into that space. So we've, we've managed to find some parts of that ecosystem where the valuations are more attractive because they're less obvious beneficiaries, if you like, of, of, of this thing. Um, and that's really where we've tried to we've tried to, to to find some some opportunity, and it's it's mostly in the on the actual existing electricity network um, companies where you know people are seeing them as the old school business, but actually those companies, some of them are, are sort of leading the way in terms of of, of how the world's going to get to uh, um, you know this this much higher component of of, of renewable um, energy distribution. Yeah. Nick Curtin joining us from Ford Asset Management. That's F-O-R-D. Nick, just to wrap things up, why do you think it's such a good idea for people to be investing in sustainability? Well, I, I think, again, for if you're thinking about long-term, long-term savings, um, you know, if somebody's saving for their retirement that might be 25, 30 years away, um, you know, what's critical is that you're investing in, in companies and, and other assets that, uh, you know that can sustain value. So we've always talked about sustainability of earnings, for example, and that we want to invest in a business that's not just going to make good money next year, but it's going to make good money the year after, sure. year after, after 15, 20 years' time. Yeah. That's, that's where that real powerful sort of long-term compounding comes from. So if you're not, you know, if companies are are, are, are not, um, you know, part of the, the sort of new economy and, 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 and the way things, and it, it, might be, it might be climate issues, it might be a completely, completely other kind of risk, um, but if they're not sort of moving with the times and, and, and strategically setting up, uh, you know, to, to, to survive uh, in, in a future world, then, you know, by definition, they're, they're going to be less sustainable. So um, that's, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's the bottom line. I think it's, it's about not just about the money and, and sort of making returns on investments. It also has to have a, a, a sort of, um, a, a, I don't know what the right word is, almost a social sort of human utility yeah. value. So, yeah. you know, sort of, Assets that are not just giving you a return, but 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 are enhancing uh, you know, the human condition. Beautiful stuff, Nick Curtin. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always wonderful to uh, to learn about the options that are out there. I know that there are people that want to make a difference, but want to also invest in something that, uh, over a sustained period of time, can also uh, you know kind of have you know some deliverables at the end of the day. So thank you so much for joining us, and hopefully we can catch up again very very soon because sustainability is going to be around for a while. Hopefully. Absolutely. Thank you for the time. It is an absolute pleasure. Nick Curtin from Ford Asset Management. We're talking about clean technology and renewable energy and how you can invest in sustainability. It's all you need.